0: Good Monday morning, everybody. It's December the 6th, and my title today is The Problem of Being in Awe of Ourselves. You know, one of the problems we have in our world is that we think that bigger is better. So many try to prove to others and the world that they're great by building the largest mansion or having the biggest company or driving the most expensive car or being the richest person in the world, which, by the way, if you don't know, is Elon Musk, who is the wealthiest man in the world. And number two is Jeff Bezos. And both spent billions this year to create rocket ships to go up into space. And one of them, well, there's just no other way to say this. One of them looked like a penis. One of the things our world is teaching is that the bigger and better our life becomes and the greater the position and wealth we have, then the more people will be in awe of us. And therein lies a great problem. Yes, those who have accomplished great things or are geniuses in some way or some areas They cause us to be impressed, as we should be. They might even be worthy of great accomplishments. But in the end, they, like us, well, they put their pants on one leg at a time. So on a scale of one to a hundred, any person who has ever lived and accomplished a lot might be able to say that they've reached to the high 90s. But here's the reality. The scale is not one to a (laughs) hundred. It is one to infinity and beyond. It's what I call the Buzz Lightyear scale of greatness. And just as we can imagine who can be higher than a hundred, we need to know the answer is God and God alone. When I think about my life, I was born with a desire to be successful like many other people, perhaps even you. I have spent the majority of my life trying to make people be in awe of me. I can tell you stories about the great family in which I grew up, the successes of my father and brothers, and all the while, what I'm really trying to do is glorify myself. I lived a life of privilege, Uh, not wealth, but privilege, where all my needs were provided and opportunities were opened for me to succeed. I could imagine that I was the best at some things, and I would take every opportunity to tell you my stories with the motive of you thinking higher of me than you should. But there was a fault Underneath that, which would bring me down as much as I wanted to be thought of as a great person, there was my hidden sexual sin and addiction to pornography. A gap developed between the person I wanted to be thought of and the person I really was behind the mask. Now, this started. When I was about 11 or 12, with my first glimpse of pornography, and it grew deeper and more evil until the age of 52, God orchestrated the events that blew my life up and revealed what a pathetic man I really was. I was an adulterer. I was addicted to porn and sex. I was a pastor for 26 years with an eroding imaginary presence that had been fooling many people, and most of all, my wife and my four children. And the core problem that I had was not my addiction to porn. The core problem that I had could be your core problem as well. I was desiring awe for myself. And as long as that continued, the Lord was trying to show me that I am not, nor ever will be, worthy of awe. Because really the only one who is truly deserving of awe, who is truly awesome in every way, is God. And I think this is our core sin. Wanting for ourselves the awe that only God deserves. I think that was Satan's core sin, and it very well might be ours as well. Now, I can best communicate this concept to you by using the Apostle Paul as an example. In 2 Corinthians 11, Paul boasts of who he was, his heritage, and his accomplishments. And at the end of the chapter... He says this, but if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. And then Paul had an experience like no other. He actually was taken up into heaven. Now, he didn't know if it was a dream or a vision or it actually happened to him. However, the things he saw, which he describes as, quote, the surpassing greatness of the revelations, end quote, and so God did something to Paul to keep him from becoming conceited. Paul called it his thorn in his flesh. End quote. However, he clarifies it with these words which tell us what this thorn really was. A thorn was he says, quote, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of satan to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited the word he uses and is translated as harassed which could be mild harassment or severe harassment but it could also be translated tormented this messenger i believe was some kind of demonic influence tormenting Paul because it was a messenger of Satan. Tormenting Paul so that he would not be conceited because of the things he saw in heaven. I mean, after all, God didn't want Paul sitting around with the other apostles, and while they're boasting about the people that they healed or the miracles they had done, uh, then Paul could trump them all by saying, Sure, guys, that's nice, but guess what? I've been to heaven. The purpose of this demonic thorn that was continuing to torment him was essential if God was going to be able to use him for the works that God had for him. And he says it this way, quote, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. We should memorize that. Let me say it again. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Now let me ask you a serious question. Is it possible that porn is our thorn? That God has given us a free will And we've chosen porn over God. Or we've allowed porn to be our God, bowing to it regularly, giving ourselves to it. I believe God can use porn as our thorn to remind us of this truth, that his grace is sufficient because his power is made perfect in our weakness. You know, if there's one thing I've learned with absolute certainty is that I am weak and I have weaknesses and I have brokenness. Porn is my thorn and I could not pull it out. But I pleaded to God, but it remained because it has a purpose. And that purpose is true for all of us. And I'm Delighted to say that after working on this for 16 years, the thorn barely bothers me at all. Because here's the reality we need to know. It is when we are weak that he can be strong. It is when we stop being in awe of ourselves and be in awe of him and only him. I think we have awe amnesia when it comes to this. We've forgotten our awe of God and become in awe of ourselves. Now I'm going to continue this idea this week and teach you some of the stories which I believe will help us return to our being in awe of God. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great day in the Lord, and we'll look forward to talking with you again tomorrow. Take care, and goodbye.